Right, construction champions. It's your host, Ron Newsbaum, and we're here for another amazing episode of Construction Champions Podcast, where we're burning down the wars and the barriers within the residential construction space, doing amazing things, bringing amazing guests on, and having remarkable conversations. See how I changed that up a little bit on everybody. Everybody thought I was going to say amazing again, but we went with remarkable. Josh, it is great to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about uh, chatting with you a little bit, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to bring some value to the folks that are tuning in. I have no doubt that there is going to be value brought from you here today. Me, on the other hand, you know, I'm just going to be over here rocking and rolling with the conversation. But why don't you tell all the construction champions out there a little bit about yourself and what got you here to today? Well, I've uh, I've been on quite the interesting journey, but uh, I'm originally from Eastern North Carolina out on the Outer Banks area and um, have been in multiple industries now over the last 20 plus years and several of them being in the construction fields. Uh, so everything from um, remodeling to restoration, you know, the fire, water, mold, disaster stuff. And um, so, yeah, it's been it's been quite fun to uh, to learn and adapt to this ever changing industry. It definitely is that. And anytime you know you spend decade, two decades around something, you have to be pretty nimble and be ready to adapt to whatever's happening out there. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna jump right in and I'm gonna ask you the million dollar question, which is what makes a construction champion? Well, um the good question. I love that uh, you are just kind of drilling down on this thought process. And I guess the first thing that comes to mind is um, our industry is is typically uh, typecast into a bunch of greedy people that are just trying to one up on people and take advantage of people. And and um, obviously that is not a champion. Um, I think that, you know, the first thought that comes to mind there is. You know, there's a difference between being able to provide a service and then also being willing to serve. And so I think a champion goes into the mindset of all the accumulated of information and, and training that they have, and they go into a particular engagement with folks. And if they are just trying to say, hey, this is what I do, da, 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 da or if they go in with a willingness to serve, you might not be the best fit for that person or that project. But if you provide a solution, to me, that puts you in the the GOAT status, right? Because not only do you provide a solution for the, the immediate need, but you establish rapport and relationships with either the referral or um, the ex existing customer that might not even be your customer moving forward, but they will always be able to champion your name. And that again, will then um, kind of facilitate that, that, uh, that construction champion banner that you have hanging in the office. <laughs> I love that because being, being in residential construction, we can kind of be a, a jack of all trades and mm -hmm. take on all kinds of stuff. Uh, but when we really understand what we do really good is when we start to really have happy customers, have a thriving business 
And what you're talking about there is having not just that honesty with yourself, but also having that honesty with your customer when you're there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's when you establish that relationship and when you establish that uh, that solution for whatever that need is, I mean, it could be anything from remodeling a bathroom to a tree crash through this to the roof, you know, who knows what. And um, I think you have to take the approach that let me use my skill set and my knowledge base and, and my relationships to serve this person. And if you go to the nth degree to make sure that that happens, I think in the long game will always be just that you'll be building that dynasty, right? It'll be that, that hall of champions type of mentality. And so, um, you know, yes, I've left money on the table before with different projects. Yes. I've probably, or I know for sure I could have done things. Um, but was it going to be a healthy relationship between the customer and, and my company? Was it going to be, um, a one-sided conversation? Um, are there going to be two general contractors involved, the homeowner and me? You know, those types of conversations that, you know, you, you serve a purpose by kind of vetting through the, the um, whatever the, the solution is going to be. And, and, uh, and knowing who you are and what you're doing and more importantly, having the right perspective on, on that will, it'll, it'll pay off in the end and never, never uh, comes back void, I guess is the right term. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I'm, I'm all about ripping the band-aids off here. And you mentioned at the very beginning is it's kind of that reputation that the construction industry can have and the mindset around that there's just a bunch of greed and all of that. And, you know, that's what customers can be thinking when we're sitting there. And we have to address that head on. I'm a, I'm a big component of let's not be afraid to address any of these issues, any of these mindset shifts that have to happen. The only way we can do it is if we start being up front and start doing the kind of stuff that you're talking about doing to build those relationships with customers and homeowners, because they're the ones out there talking to everybody. Right, right. You're, you do not want to put yourself in a situation where you are trying to, you know, pay off your business in one job, right? <laughs> You know, you, sometimes you get so starved for um, the revenue that you start taking on jobs that you don't necessarily uh, need to be taken on. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry, there's a lot of commotion going on around me with fire trucks and things. But <laughs> I, I am uh, I'm sitting on the side of the road while we're talking about this because I'm on the go. But um, but I, you know, I think at the end of the day, finding that. Uh, that healthy relationship and being able to um, be transparent in the pricing, you know, in, in, if you have a customer that understands you need to make a profit, it's okay to be transparent with how that process goes. And I think that that kind of takes away a lot of the burden uh, or the, um, the fear that a lot of customers will have. You know, I know growing up uh, coastal contractors in uh, Eastern North Carolina, had a really bad reputation of just not even showing up or, or just disappearing or, you know, you go get three bids and all three of them are, you know, 80% different between the last one and you just have no idea what to expect. So, um, you know, I think the, the rule of thumb when it comes to becoming a champion is answer the phone, be transparent, have empathy for the situation, even though it's the 490th time you've saw it this week. And, um, 
and provide a solution, whether you're the solution or someone you know is a solution, provide the solution. And that's what's going to get you to that Hall of Fame. I love it. And I, when you're talking about showing up and just doing the job, I mean, that that's stuff that has put a bad taste in people's mouths. But that's not the construction industry I know. And I know that's not the industry you know from being in it. I mean, it's a lot of the best guys you will ever meet. So I love when you brought up there talking about profit and it's okay. And because I believe in business. I believe in you have to create a profit. If we're not profitable, you're going to <laughs> cease to exist. That is not right. the service of your employees, yourself, your customers. So how do you have that conversation and bridge that gap for guys out there that are struggling with this right now that understand I have to have a profit, but at the same time, they have customers that don't value their time. How do you work through that? Or how did you work through that? I I think, you know, the, the, there's a statement a long time ago about if you don't know your numbers, man, you don't know your business. Right. And you got to know your numbers, man. Like you can't just be free balling a, a estimate just because it sounds right. Right. And so <laughs> it was so hard for contractors to just really drill down on the fact that they need to know their numbers. They need to know where their, their profit points are. They need to be able to be um, moldable and agile. If you have a certain customer that maybe is going to be a volume customer versus a one-off customer um, to be flexible on your pricing structures, but you can't give away the farm and expect there to be a farm when you come home. Right. And so um I would highly recommend if you don't understand numbers, get with an industry professional, take that mentorship, you know, find someone to give you some guidance and direction on that. That way it gives you at least a playbook, right? You can't go into the hall of champions like we're talking about without having a playbook and you can't have that without a coach. And so I thoroughly encourage folks to really find that, that link where you're not strong, which is whether that be the numbers, whether that be leading a team, whether that be, acquiring more opportunities or, 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 um, you know, revenue lines. Um, those are all things that you have to have as an entrepreneur and as a uh, construction professional to stay current and to stay mobile when the industry throws you all these curveballs that it does every, every five minutes, it seems like. So, um, but yeah, that, I mean, those are a couple of things that just come straight off the top of my head for that. Well, as all the construction champions out there know, I'm a big component of finding the right people around you and getting the mentorship and getting the coaching to take you to the next level, because that's what a lot of this is about. It's about collaboration, coming together. How do we move the construction industry forward? And we do that together. We really do. It's about having conversations like this. It's about, like you just said, networking, finding that person that makes up for your weakness or helps you to the next level. It's about reaching down and pulling up, and it's about reaching up and pulling up at the same time. And the more we do that throughout the industry and the more we do that to each other, the more remarkable everything becomes. Yeah, if, people really get bent on that that competition part of it, right? They get really bent on that. You know, I know, you know, Johnny boy, you know, he's, you know, I'm going to get him on this roof job or whatever. And it's like, I was like, bro, like I have these conversations all the time. And 
I'm like, it's really, really good to have strong competition. It makes you better. It makes your comp, you know, your competition allows you to be more um, viable in the marketplace that you're in. And it also uh, legitimizes a lot of the things that you're trying to push as a, as a good business owner. And so um, I always say, Hey, find, you know, competitors in your space and build rapport with them. I mean, there's always going to be that one guy that's just an asshole and you're like, Oh gosh, I can't stand that guy. We all get it. We've been there, but there's going to be guys that are in the industry that are 20 years ahead of you and 20 years behind you that if you find, you know, certain skills and certain alignments, maybe there's certain areas in the construction world that you're really good at and you're not really good at, you know, roofs or decks or, you know, bathrooms or whatever the scenario is. And this other guy is find ways to refer each other. And then whenever the, whenever the, the big push comes into place based on whatever circumstances that is, you have guys that you can fall back on and you guys can, can, um, can have uh, like that reciprocal uh, referral base with each other. I remember back in the day, I used to have a moving and storage company and some of my best referral sources were other moving companies because they knew how I worked and I knew how they worked and we worked based on our schedules. You can only get, do so much at one time. Right. And so if you provide a solution and you align yourself with industry industry professionals that are at the same um, belief system and and um, and industry standards that you are, then it's going to work out in the end. It's going to be very valuable for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the champions hang out with champions. Like <laughs> I, I, one of the best analogies is like it, it. Competition is fantastic, but competition amongst people that are going to the next level just breeds an outcome, not just for the businesses, but for the customers. I think back of, I think it like when I, so quarterbacks, especially college level have passing coaches. And the thing is, is most of all your top tier talent go to the same guy down in Florida and they work out together. Tom Brady was working out with hit like Ben Rothenberger at the same, like these guys are all in the off season to other working out to other because they want to be a champion. And they understand that being in an environment that pushes you to the next level because it's uncomfortable, doesn't necessarily downgrade what you're doing because you're hanging out with somebody that you're going to compete to. It just starts to make you better. It makes them better. And to other, that makes the industry better, especially in your area. And that guy that's the ass that no one likes, he's going to get pinched out because he's not involved with what's happening. And he's not going to be able to keep up with the growth in the industry where you're at. Yeah. And to kind of use that same analogy, another another trick of a champion is the fact that they adapt to the new technology. Right. So you talk about Tom Brady whether you love him or hate him, that guy has been able to, you know, tap into the fountain of youth and he was able to, to get with the best trainers in the industry, the best, you know, dietary people and the, you know, all these little cryo chambers and all this kind of crazy stuff. And he was able to perform at a high level, high level for, you know, way past what most people would have thought, you know, same way in business. If you don't aren't adapting to the new technologies that are out there, if you're not, you know, finding ways to optimize and and um, and bring systems in place that can do a lot of the manual things that you've been doing with pushing paper around uh, or collecting estimate data or who knows what you got to You got to push in on that and you got to be able to um, to you know go with the times because I run into business owners all the time. Well, I've been using my roller for 40 years and I'm like, that's great. 
that's awesome. But you, that, you can't scale that, and you definitely can't reproduce that because no nobody that's in their twenties are going to want to touch a ruler. So, <laughs> so I would. Uh, that's another little tidbit is that I would I would highly encourage you as you adapt as a construction professional and you're trying to get to that hall of champions, be agile in your approach with technology because it will save you. It's going to be hard to learn, and you're going to have to set up some new processes for it. But once you streamline those things, it is remarkable what you can accomplish. Yeah, and I mean, I'm a I'm a believer in technology and what it can do for not just the bottom line, but just for systems, the data that we can now collect within the construction industry. I think it, it's so overlooked. So what do you say to the guys out there that right now are back and forth, that are on the fence, that can't quite pull the trigger on moving towards that technology? It's either going to help them on the front end with their, their sales process or on the back end with that customer communication or just their employees being able to understand the job flow and where things are at. I think there's yeah. so many benefits for what technology does for the construction industry that to me, everybody should be looking at what does our, I'm going to say something really out of the norm for the construction industry and businesses within this is, but what does our tech stack look like? Because every every construction business, no matter if you're doing roofs, basements, crawl spaces, remodeling, you should have a tech stack that you're using. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm a huge proponent of that. For one, I'm not a smart person, so I love technology pieces that are able to bridge that gap for me, right? Because I never forget in ninth grade, Miss Braswell comes tapping me on the shoulder saying, "I need to learn how to freehand all that math work." I remember thinking. By God, I hope someone figures out a better way to do this than for me to freehand all this when I'm when I'm get older. Thank God I have a supercomputer in my phone, you know, with uh, in my pocket, right? So the the technology resources that are out there, are even just as accessible to your phone, right? You can have your entire mobile workstation be, you know, on your iPhone or Android or whatever you want. You know, I prefer the iPhone, honestly, but um, but <laughs> but anyway, I, I would. I would say, hey, if you're not doing an evaluation of that, then you're missing out. And the best way I can relate to that is you do not want to be in a blog one day and your name is Blockbuster or your name is Yellow Pages. And they both, you know, those are people that are, you know, those are industries, right? Those are big companies in the industry, but they were all people and they were all people sitting at desks making decisions. And they thought that they were the king of the hill. And then all of a sudden a new technology comes around and destroys their entire business model when they thought that they were um, invincible. Yeah, they hung on for a little bit. And then guess what? They went the way of the dodo bird because they did not adapt. And so um, it's not that much different in a small business. If you don't, you're going to get gobbled up by somebody that's been able to deploy very, very uh, modernized uh, systems, right? Then you say, oh, I can't afford it. You would be surprised how many things that are out there in, in the marketplace that are very affordable. And it's getting more affordable every day as technology continues to improve. So uh, don't just write it off because 15 years ago you looked at it and it was going to cost you know crazy money. Yeah, it was 15 years ago. Now you're talking subscriptions. Now you're talking all kinds of things that you can do. So um, yeah, don't, don't find yourself in a situation where you're the, you know, the number one yellow page sales guy. And then all of a sudden this word called Google comes out and then you're sitting there going, nah, that's not going to be a thing. You know, who's going to go on the internet to find something. 
you know, and I remember those days. I remember, I remember, you know, sitting at the table with my yellow page sales guy when he was selling me ads for my company. And I remember thinking in my mind, there's going to be a better way here pretty soon. And sure enough, you know, three or four years later, everything started revolutionizing. So um, don't find that when it comes to, don't find that about yourself when it comes to your business, take that step, find the best solution. If not, start asking questions, start going to industry events, start, start going to, um, um, you know, peer, um, you know, um, accountability things and, and you'll find the, the systems that are working and you'll, you'll be able to you know, accelerate your business and then make it scalable and sustainable. That, that, I think that's a, a mic drop moment right there. When you say, don't be a blockbuster yellow pages, because that that's, that's not just with technology, that's with everything. And we can learn a lot from how those two companies design, does, does, decided if i can get that spit out there to handle how not just new technology but business innovations came out and instead of adapting and growing their businesses when they were already the market leader and had that name recognition they just decided to say no no that's not we're going to continue doing this and we know we all know how that panned out so i think just with business in general there's a lot to be learned there hundred percent. And people, people tend to forget. And that's why I was mentioning it is that they, they hear the name Netflix and then they hear the name, you know, uh, Blockbuster and, you know, Google and Yellow Pages and all these different like pivotal moments in whatever industry that was. And a lot of people forget those are just dudes that are sitting behind a desk, just like you. They just have more zeros behind the stuff that they have to be responsible for. It's the same thing. They're people. If you don't understand people, you don't understand business. And at the, at the end of the day, you have to understand that the company that you have, and whether that be you and a truck or you and four or five employees or you and 100 employees, it's still you being able to invest in the future of the organization. And the only way to do that is for you to continue to learn. So my hat's off to you as you pursue that in the championship goals that you have. Um, go find that alignment. You know, no, no better time than tomorrow, right? No, it's, it's today. It's not tomorrow. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. I think that's that's a great way to wrap up the show here today. Uh, so, Josh, if any of the construction champions out there wanted to connect with you or follow you or know more about what you do, where where's the best places for them to do that? Um, I mean, they could reach out to me anytime. Um, uh, Rhythmic dot online. R-H-Y-T-H-M-I-C dot online is my website. Um, and they could uh, also shoot me an email. Um, and that, that'd be fine. I have a contact form on there. I'd be happy to help out. You know, I'm, I've been in, you know, nine different industries now in 20 years. And I just love the journey that I'm on. And, and uh, anytime I get to sit down and, and take a quick break and, and chat about ways that we can help push people forward. I love it, man. I love it. So my hat's off to you on that, even though I'm not wearing one, you're wearing a cool one. So I'll just salute <laughs> about that. I'll just salute. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thank you for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, construction champions. Another great episode with a lot of knowledge talking about where you're going with your business, what's happening, how do we continue to grow this? Are you doing what it takes to get in the Hall of Fame? 
We, we talked about multiple things that have to happen to get you into the Hall of Fame. But when Tom Brady came up and we started talking about Blockbuster and uh, Yellow Pages, let's think about the differences between a Tom Brady and a Blockbuster. Tom Brady found ways to continue to evolve. When that Netflix opportunity came about for Blockbuster, instead of blowing that off, they could have... I mean, they had an opportunity to buy them. They could have continued to become the, the, the leading machine in that industry. Like Tom Brady's made a decision to do in football. Up until he retired, the man won Super Bowls. He kept evolving, kept becoming the best version of himself. And that's what we have to do not only by ourselves, but for our businesses. Don't be the one that's stuck there doing nothing or uh, don't be the ass. Because that's what you end up being. You'll be that guy in your in your area that nobody wants to deal with. Why everybody else is moving forward, delivering remarkable customer experiences and growing their businesses, not only for themselves, but their employees. You don't want to be the ass just sitting there. So a lot to unpack in this episode. I suggest you go take a look in the mirror, like I say all the time, and figure out exactly what am I doing that's leaving me behind that I could change today, right now? What is an action I could take to move my business forward? Think about that. That's a super powerful thing to do. So construction champions, go check out our website. Get involved with our partners that are here to help take you to the next level. And until next time, be the champion you were meant to be.